0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It's Friday. We're hanging out at Twin Peaks, Kennesaw location, having a great time. Dukes and Bell. Our buddy Dave Archer just came out because we're cool people. (laughs) Um, and he's like, yeah, I want to brew, and I'm going to hang out. And he's just hanging out because right. that's how cool Dave is. It's funny. When you go out and you just like, yeah, I want to go have a drink and enjoy. And, and it's turned into a question-answer session with Arch with a lot of our listeners because right. <laughs> guys are at the bar and they're like, yo, Arch. And all of a sudden, Arch is like – Rolling off all of these answers, but they're Falcons the fans. Way, they're interested in what's going on with our team.
3: And man. I appreciate Arch bringing a grease board. they bringing the white erase board with a grease pencil. That was kind of interesting. Diagrams some plays. He also punched out an Oklahoma Sooner fan in the parking lot on the way in here, which is kind of interesting. Man, hey, Jay, let's get, get him some cans, man. Yeah, you're in now. You're in yeah, for a penny. You're came, in for a pound. I just came to drink beer.
4: Uh, too and, late and now. I, I know. Hey, <laughs> you I know, try- this is
1: like Godfather 3. Just when I think
2: I'm out. They dragged me back. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to let you enjoy your brew. But No, I hear you. It's good well, to see I, you.
1: I can see the look on Mike's face. He was going to be pissed if I didn't get on. So. Uh, That's
2: true. I, I want to read this to you because i got to give a shout-out to Seth uh, on social media. He sent this to me and put him up see dukes and he said, Dukes, I don't know if you believe in the pro football focus, folks, but he Ooh. had the Falcons as having two of the top three rookies this year. And then he sends it to me, and it's Tyler Algier, obviously, and I just want to read right. this to you. Okay. Algier... Obviously didn't get the attention. Kenneth Walker, we we saw Kenneth Walker this year, and, and Damian Pierce, who was with the Texans, received throughout the year. But the last four games, he had 431 yards rushing. He forced 51 missed tackles on carries, second among rookies with his 3.58 yards after contact. We're talking about Tyler Algier. That makes total sense. The other guy is Drake London. And. For me, whether you buy into pro football focus or not, if you're a Falcon fan, you saw this with your own eyes, that we had two of the top three rookies in the league.
1: Yeah, I don't need somebody that lives in his mom's basement drinking jolt cola telling me that that Tyler Algier and Drake London are good players. Okay, I don't don't need that. I I already know that, right? Um, Algier was a monster this year. I mean, give Terry Hmm. Fontenot and his staff credit. That was a fifth-round draft pick that nobody thought was going to be able to come in. He was the featured back for you. By the way... uh, the kid, the Kenneth Walker. Yes, he got he got CP'd out in Seattle. By yes, the way, it, yes he did. They they got CP'd out there. So right. the combination of those two backs and, and Tyler Algier coming back and and, and certainly and certainly CP coming back. He's two years on his contract. Got another year left on his contract. I like the way that looks. Right. And, uh But Algier's a monster. He came in sixteen hundred yards rushing his last year at BYU. Seventy percent of the sixteen hundred yards came after contact. So anybody that didn't think that was going to happen. The thing that he mixed in was his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Right. I had no idea the dude could catch the ball and make people miss. That open, was the question. Open. Yeah, his his juice around the edge of the perimeter. You run outside zone, and he hits the corner, and he's gone. I had no idea he had that had, that in him. All of a sudden, you got a big time back for you.
5: Now,
3: we only had limited time this year being on the side of the hill and watching practice, but you loved Algier from the jump, just the same things we're talking about right now. The other thing, Archer's Dave Archer jumps in live at Twin Peaks. And I London got involved when Ritter was under center, more so than Mariota, and the numbers kind of really jumped sure. in just
1: four games. Well, and, and a little bit of a force feed too, Mike. Let's be real. Um, I thought Marcus did some really good things during the season. Kept us in games. Made some plays with his feet. He was. Don't forget, he was the NFC Player of the Week one week during the season. So it's not like you had bad quarterback play throughout. Um, but when 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 Ritter took over, there was an emphasis from from Arthur Smith that we're going to put this kid up the bat. We need to test him. And so who's the beneficiary of that? Drake London. Right. right? And those two guys hit it off when he first got here. They hang out in the locker room. They do stuff off the field together. And you could tell that there was a synergy between them even before they ever got on the field together. Then once they got on the field, there's a trust level. I mean, think about now him being able to reach the trust level with Kyle Pitts when he comes back. That's why you get so excited about potentially what these young dudes could be. It's it's a potential thing, which means you're not worth all that yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what potential right. means to me. No, it is, but it, it it does give you a reason to smile.
2: Yeah, I had a. An NBA guy tell me one time, you know what potential is, and I said, What? And he said, That means you hadn't done anything yet. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so exactly you right. know, um you, you could be a guy that scores thirty a night. Absolutely. But you hadn't done anything yet. That's right. It's Dave Archer guys We're talking uh, as he came and just wanted to come hang out at Twin Peaks. We invite you guys to come out here as well. We're appreciative of Arch sitting taking down, uh sitting down with us for a few minutes.
3: And by the way, I dragged Arch on the Arch had no bearing. You, you, you don't nah, want to be I on I the I made not. I pulled you in. It's my it's on me, it's on me. It's all good. It's all good. But I, I just figured while we're here Yes. You know, like everything let's, else, let's like everything else, Carl, it's my fault. I just him. figured because we spent so much time this week about, you know, what do we have with Ritter and what don't we? Yes. And, it, and you know, it just, Arch, just it seems like there's some good things there. It goes back to what, it's, what we can't cry over spilled milk. I just wish I saw
1: more of him. Okay, Well, sure. You would like to have seen more games. I, I get it, Mike. I certainly understand. Tell me a rookie quarterback that comes in and you think, wow, you know, I think there's some good stuff there, but I didn't like that. You know, how many rookies light it up when they come in? It's hard because Purdy has raised the bar, but he's surrounded by tremendous talent. Yeah, and and, uh, let's not take away from what Brock's doing. I mean, the thing that's interesting to me about Brock and if you want to compare him to Desmond Ritter is the fact what you just mentioned, the talent around Brock Purdy, that's one thing. But think about how much college football both these guys play. Desmond Ritter played 50 games. Brock Purdy played 47 games of college football. All these guys coming out after their redshirt sophomore year or played three years their junior year coming out, think about these guys that invested a little bit more time, maybe developed a little bit more, seasoned a little bit more. Desmond Ritter fits into that same category. This is a guy that played a ton of college football. And I think that the learning curve for him to play at this level and the speed of the game and stuff is not going to be as much as it's going to be for some of these guys that maybe play a couple of years in college football and come out.
2: Yeah, it reminds me, and Bo knows the kid I'm talking about, the Richardson kid out of Florida, right? Yeah. Mm. Unbelievable talent. I just don't think he's ready. He's going to come and be drafted, and he's going to sit on the bench for somebody, to right. your point, because he probably should have went back and, you know, I don't know what the circumstances were, but that experience is invaluable. You know what I love about Ritter Arch? Go to the bench, and I brought this up a couple of times at the end of the season. And he's cheering his guys on, win or lose, right? We're winning or losing. He's going on the bench. He's talking to his old lineman, "Hey, let's go." He's talking to Algier Drake, "Hey, dapping him up." He was always here, and my hand is just moving across. He, he was even ne- kill even keel. even I never saw the kid go. Now he didn't right. turn it over, but I never saw him go to the bench, throw his helmet down, or look at the pad and be frustrated. If I knew, if I knew he was frustrated, I wouldn't have known it. And I think that is a good trait when you're talking about playing that position. You cannot – how many other guys have we seen that they lose it on the sideline or the demeanor or their their body language is crap?
1: I didn't see that with this kid. No, it's a hell of a trait. I think it's a great point, Carl. And, and then when you start talking about his ability to talk to – he gets it. He gets all the, what it takes to play quarterback. There's – it's one thing to measure a guy's arm talent. Everybody wants to talk about arm talent, is is eye discipline. I keep hearing all this crap about <laughs> about his ability to pocket. Work, that, po- safety. work po- that safety. Work that safety. Pocket awareness. All that stuff is great. But the intangible part about it, about being a teammate, how do you raise the level of the dudes around you? That's what quarterback is about. I, I've got guys that are pretty. How do I make them better than what they maybe they even think they can be? Right. And. and, and and part of that is—is is I got to get the ball out. I can't take sacks. I—I I, I scramble and get something positive, up, throw the ball away. So now my offensive line doesn't see me laying on the ground. What do you think that does to an offensive line when they see their quarterback land on the ground behind them? Hmm. Oh, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a punch in the gut. Those are the kind of things he gets as a quarterback. He understands encouraging guys on the sideline. So all of that stuff is beautiful. Now, grasp the game. How quickly the game—the windows you need to throw into because they're tighter than they are in college now. You see a guy pressure break and break out, ball's got to be on him Right. in this league. Right. In college, you could wait a couple steps because your guy might be better than that dude. He's going to have two steps on the guy, right? Three steps on the guy. That's not the way it is in this league. So you got to understand those windows, and that's the part, the growing part that I saw from the first game he played in in New Orleans, which is a horrible place right. to play now. That's a brutal place to play as far as an adverse environment. To what we saw at the end of the se- his last game of the season, the windows he was throwing in, his trust to throw in throwing the ball, all that's really cool.
3: And that goes back to uh, imagine starting at Mercedes Benz
1: against the Bears. That would have been a you could argue,
3: Carl. That's a softer landing spot, right? To get your first game under your belt. Dave Archer's joined us here, guys. Duke Zemel live here at Twin Peaks in Kennesaw, talking about the uh, you know and bigger fine bombs ears. Is it, are
1: they are they pretty big?
3: <laughs> you know what that is? That's a check in cab going down Broadway with both doors open. Okay, that's what that <laughs> is right there. Good. You gotta trim those suckers back. I believe in some cultures they tie those things down. Um, now, as far as the playoffs, we just mentioned Brock Purdy. Do you think he can handle this moment? Are two are two things? Are the are people putting too much stock into the Giants because Minnesota's defense is blah, and then Tampa Bay's defense is better? But all of a sudden, they—I thought Dak played the best game of his life. Do you think this game comes down the final possession, San Fran and Dallas? Well, I think
1: that I think all the games are going to be a really good football games. You're talking about you know we got four teams on each side of the ledger that yep. have played themselves into this position. They didn't. They didn't mm. gift get gifted into this position. They played themselves. A bit. Even Jacksonville. I think mean, Jacksonville digs as deep a hole as you could possibly mm. dig. And the next thing you know, look up and they didn't quit playing. They kept playing. And the next thing you know, you look up. It's thirty-one thirty, and they win the football game. They played themselves to Kansas City. They didn't get gifted the game. I don't know if everybody wants to talk about oh, the Chargers did No, Jacksonville went and took the football game. So, and that's the way I look at it. And in. When you start talking about Brock Purdy, did he handle last week okay? Absolutely. Why is this week any yeah. different? Absolutely. I know it's the Dallas Cowboys coming in, but why is this streak any different than he handled Seattle last week? He's going to have the home crowd. He's still going to have that defense. He still can turn around and hand it to Christian McCaffrey. Sure. And, oh, by the way, Debo Samuel and George Killer are still going to be running around. You can throw the ball to. <laughs> That's not going to change, right? <laughs> it isn't. It's uh, Dave Archer joining us
2: here at Twin Peaks. We're talking about what's going on with the playoffs. We want to get his perspective on the Falcons as well as he's
1: just hanging out. Um, most interesting game for you this weekend? Which one is it? I think the I, I like I like that you know, I hear some Giants out there. I, I do like I think Giants are going to play. I think the Giants are going to play Philly pretty close. I don't think they're going to get hammered by any stretch of imagination. Albeit, I'm staggered by the fact that Philly had 68 sacks on the year. That's a mind boggling, unreal. Round. That's they had unreal. they had four guys at 11 plus sacks, on the year. It's unbelievable. Howie by Rose the way, a man. couple of those guys yeah. are are free agents. Yes, ding ding ding. If you start talking about 70 million dollars available. Um, but <laughs> I, the game I'm the game I'm really looking forward to watching is is Burrow versus Josh Allen. I I, I don't think uh, it, my eyes are going to go there. I think Buffalo Cincinnati is a game that has a chance to be a, a, a barn burner type game. I think both quarterbacks have, have an unbelievable ability ability to make plays, but they also have that kind of that flaw gene in them where they're going to throw a pick <laughs> or two or make a mistake. But they seem like they're they're able to overcome that. You know, right. it's, it's, it's just a—it's a couple of quarterbacks. I think that are the newer quarterbacks that are as good as anybody in the league. Cool. Hey, by
3: the way, a bunch of guys asked us. I know it's late. We got a break in less than thirty seconds. Will Stetson Bennett have a
1: shot in the NFL as a I backup? I don't why not. Why would you not give right. him an opportunity? Guy's got two chips. Name a, a quarterback's got a better resume than that dude does. Nobody. Right. And an edge. Rock comes uh, with an edge. Bryce, real quickly. Bryce Young, six feet one ninety-four. Stetson Bennett, 5'11", 190". Okay, one, one pound, four pounds and one inch. I've got two chips. I've got a Heisman Trophy. Such so a business. There's an opportunity to be on the team. Arch, appreciate you, man. Enjoy your brew now, all right? We're coming back. <laughs> we're going to talk about the
2: Hawks, and we're also going to talk about your favorite
3: teacher? Yes, Hotford Teacher, Cowboy.
2: The most important story of the day. Brought to you by Maximum cash Home Buyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Game for our Atlanta Hawks as they take on the Knicks. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Um, and we have been here at Twin Peaks all day. A couple of guys showed up. They're going to the game. They left earlier. And, Mike, it's a big game for many reasons. One, they sit in front of us in the standings. Right. Two, we got a four-game win streak going. We can make it five tonight. Three, we just need some momentum, man. I mean, all the things that have happened off the floor, right. had everybody around the country talking about everything that wasn't about basketball. And I think that's why that win the other night against Luka was such a big deal. When we end up beating the Mavs, it's about basketball. It needs to be mm. about what's <clears> going on <throat> on the floor
3: and not about what's going on in
2: the front office. They'll figure that out, I hope.
3: Right. But right now, we got the team. I will say this. It is a little disconcerting just knowing there's some big moves potentially at the trade deadline offers. You know, we always know about something, whether it's Shamshirania or a Woj bomb. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> out there. But, you know, sometimes, Carl, we never hear about the deals, the deals that don't go down. Sure. Sometimes the trade you don't make is the best trade, right? That's right. But it's a little disconcerting knowing there's a lot of moving parts. And I'm not trying to disrespect Landry Fields, but, you know, when you, if you uh, take Sam Amick's article at face value, you begin to realize there's a lot of voices. In that, in that decision making process. So hope, hopefully they get it right. But I would say right now, as a Hawks fan, you're in the eighth seed right now, you're 10.5 out, but you are just 4.5 behind or 3.5 behind the Nets. The Nets are sitting there at 10 games over 500, but they're vulnerable because KD's out. Ben Simmons is going through his usual mental meltdowns. So I would lo- imagine, Carl, after all of you and me wringing our hands, losing our minds. If we were gonna leapfrog the Heat or Cleveland, be five or six by the All Star break, would you? How, how much better would you feel? I would. I would feel a lot better. I'd be. I'd be. I would feel like
2: Mike. They're in the, the right place. They need to be in. The problem all season long has been they haven't been where we expected them Correct. to be. You expected them to start the season and be a top four team, and right now mm-hmm. we'd be
3: hey a team that's played well, that's been consistent, right. That hasn't happened. And the Trey guys, when I say Trey guys, the Trey heads out there, they get upset with us because if we're honest, Trey, you could count the Trey amazing moments on three fingers. I just want to see that superstar Trey emerge and perhaps – if you want to say it's load management or whatever perhaps he turns it on in this remember it's not the second half because it's we're going to get to the all-star break there's about 30 games left but maybe Trey gets on a run all I'm looking for is on nights that I want to see Trey compliment DeJounte and vice versa now last uh, game Wednesday night because of the injury Trey wasn't feeling the three only took one three-point attempt but I mean am am I supposed to say that Trey shouldn't be able to take games over anymore he can't he has to and that's Part of the equation. That's all we're saying. And that's, guys, nice. and by the way, if that comes out of Carl and my lips into the radio speaker off the <laughs> antenna, and that's somehow you and I tra- hating on Trey Young, that's not what we're saying. We're saying you're considered one of the elite athletes, yep. top 10 in the league. Act like it. Be the guy. 404 You got
2: a comment? You can hit us up on our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, can't wait to see how they respond tonight. But, Mike, we got into a conversation earlier that's going to lead us mm. into our game winner tonight. And I just want to kind of rehash this because one of the servers, actually they've changed shifts now. We're here right. at Twin Peaks, but she walked past <laughs> and you were saying she's lovely and you, and you were talking about this
3: because she had on glasses. All right, I'm on the radio earlier. A woman has glasses on. Everyone has. Now, I guess the phrase is trigger. Or not a trigger, turn on. Can they say turn on without sounding like a sexist creep? Well, you just did. Nah, too late. Chicks with glasses kind of turns me on. I'm sorry, ladies with glasses. Women with glasses turns yes. me on. Yes. I identify as a he or him. Anyway, that turns me on, and I, I saw that earlier, got us into how does that come from? Where does that stem? It stems from junior high school, and Mrs. Johnson wore glasses, and that was one of my crushes. Okay. Mrs. So, she, so she was one of your early teachers. Mrs. Bonder, and I was eight years old in second grade. She looked like Lauren Bacall with glasses. Okay. All right. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. No, listen, I and understand. And you jumped
2: on because it wasn't well, like I'm in the voice of the wilderness. You had the same
3: experience well, in Well, you Texas. got me
2: thinking because you always have this this ability to recall, like, every teacher you've almost ever had. And it got me thinking about, I think I can only recall, like, three that had that kind of influence in my life. You were saying, all right, what teacher influenced you the most? <laughs> There's some teacher, okay, right. That had some kind of influence. They they invested in you, you know. They 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 told you or helped you read after class. Whatever. Somehow it was. you connected, and perhaps yes. you
3: became a better person because of okay. it. Okay, which so, is
2: kind of what it's all about. But then you you got me thinking about the, my art teacher, Miss Murphy, which I finally remembered her name. It was around. And you said to me, me earlier, I asked you what celebrity does she resemble. You said Michelle Pfeiffer. That's correct. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, fifth or sixth. Grade. But but Miss Murphy, and so as we were talking about this.
3: We were trying to work our way through this conversation because it is very dicey. Let's be well, honest. I mean, again, we could have this conversation seven years ago, ten years ago. Today, We got it's like a minefield. Back in the old days, you were allowed to get horny or feel funny about a hot teacher. Thank you, Mike. Now you can't do that in 2023. That's what we're saying. Now they give you Ritalin and you're done. All right. So with
2: that <laughs> said, I was talking about Miss Murphy and how she would – Describe things on the board and then she'd come help you. And she was an art teacher, which means she's kind of freaky. Well, I don't know about all that. (laughs) But I do know that it was one of those moments. Right. Right? And so that's where we're kind of at with it. So, you now
3: want to construct some kind of game winner that I think is yes. going to go completely downhill. I, my first French teacher, seventh grade, and you ask me why do I speak French fluently? Yes. You pay attention when your teacher looks like Gina Lola Bridgenuck Okay. in a skin tight dress. <laughs> and that was Miss Neefeld. Miss, not Mrs. Miss. 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 Yeah. And that's why I parle français uh, très bien. Yeah. You know, because I was focused like a laser. Probably the only time in my life in high school I was focused. So anyway, guys, tonight's game winner is the teacher. We're not talking about – we're going to save the teacher who made the connection for May 9th, which is Teacher Appreciation Day. Okay. Today is strictly – the one who triggered your hormones back in junior high school. So what you're asking your is the teacher, t- the teacher, teacher that, that turns you on. Bingo. Okay. Your first teacher crush. All right. all right. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna that's tonight's We got a few minutes. That's tonight's game winner.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to lay it out because Correct. if we needed some time to kind of talk about how
3: we got to this point today. Right. All right. But but in all seriousness though, we had some great teachers. You and I were saying back in the old days. A little bit different. There were less men, male teachers oh, than yeah. there are today. Yes. But we had a great connection with those teachers. We still are fr- I got friends on Facebook. The guys, right now, Coach Paul is listening online, laughing his butt off up in Long Island because that's the connection you make. The guys, the, the women that you, they made you what you are today. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, that used to, is that still a thing? What do you mean? Does that still happen in today's world? What are you talking about? Teachers having that kind of positive
2: absolutely. impression. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I think we take it for granted how hard these teachers work and the work they put right. in. But, yeah, um, there's no doubt that mm. there's a kid listening right now who's, who knows what teacher is influencing him and maybe right. pushing him in the right direction. I, I might, you know, again, there's always people in your life that push you a certain yeah. way, right. and it's not always mom and dad. So, right. you know, it, it, whether it is a coach or a teacher. But I'll say this as we talk about this, um, this interesting conversation. The men teacher, if you had a man, a male teacher, right. you paid more attention. Did you not? Because well, let's you were be a little honest. bit afraid uh, without of being, that
3: male teacher. All right, real quick. Like everything else in today's world, we have to put it in the proper context. You were. In the old days, you had a teacher who was six, like Bill Russell. Oh, he was unbelievable. You were going to be in a snap to attention when that dude walked in the room. Mr. Cheney. But it was like a substitute teacher. When there was a substitute teacher, you knew you were going to get away with murder that day. Yeah, but you know I'm, know saying I'm saying for the male teachers Correct. that had influence, Correct. you got a male
2: teacher you paid more attention. Yes. You were on your P's and Q's because you knew if he got after
3: you, it was going to be yes. on, right? Right. It's just what it is. And that's part of it. Now, again, some of this is a little bit anachronistic for our younger listeners, but that's just the way this. We're not we're apologizing. The world no. we grew up. In. No, no, no. It's, it's kind of what it is. Thank all you. 404 right, <laughs> By the way, don't you feel like the, we have to do like the PC disclaimer as we walk through all this? <laughs> there was a time when a guy walked into school. You, you kind of have to. Uh, you have teach, would teachers smoke when you were a kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, see, you'd catch them. You'd <laughs> catch them on their break. First time I caught our teacher, we were like, did you know Miss Johnson smoked? Right. It was a big deal. We stole Mr. Burns Barberos one day. It was a big deal. Big deal. Anyway, so there we laid it out. Chris, up there at the board, you're younger than us by about, what, 15 years. Does any of this resonate with you behind the board? Years. Oh, of course. I had crushes on teachers, Mike. I'm a red-blooded American male. <laughs> how, how, how old is Chris? How old is Chris?
2: Chris, Chris said, is
6: like 30. Chris he's much Chris... younger than 15 years. I'm, well, no, I'm
2: 54.
3: <laughs> Actually, it's just one year younger. I got to write it. My math was right. Chris says he's a red-blooded American male. Of course he had crushes. <laughs> So Hasselhoff wrote us up. He said that he had a nun. He went to Catholic school. Looked like I dear. don't want to hear this. He said she looked like. I don't want to hear it. He said she looked like. Don't a, finish it, Mike. A young. Dio, don't go there. Uh, a young. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I you in her habit. 404 <laughs> The first teacher that made you feel funny.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
4: And the winner
2: is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on
3: today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929.
6: Today's question.
3: All right, man, we had some fun with this. We just kind of stumbled like most things on the show, Carl. We stumbled into it. Saw a server. She had glasses on. Carl goes, he gave me the look. I go, yes, I dig her. Anyway, guys, it got me thinking about old, back in the day, teachers with glasses, which I kind of like, which gets you into your crush, your first crush in elementary school, junior high school, high school, or, I don't know, college, whatever makes you happy because apparently nobody (laughs) has these strange feelings, Carl, under the age of 14 these days. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, All right. Uh, By the way, full disclosure, part of the reason you and I bond so much, you and I have had these conversations. You and I are the same person. I just happened to be in Long Island, and you were in San Antonio, Texas. What is he talking about? Now you play Babe in the Woods. You you (laughs) want me on that wall. You need me on that wall, that pervy wall, which you are now walking away from. Okay, wait a minute. I will not be included in that conversation. (laughs) All right. Let's get it on, Chris. Who's our first customer? Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, what you got for us, man? The teacher you really digged.
5: All right, gentlemen. Uh, I'm not going to use her name because she might be listening. Uh, Oh. But, and I kid you not, gentlemen, she was a Falcons
2: cheerleader. Oh. She was my high school math teacher and... I speak for every red-blooded American male that went to school there.
3: Wow. What was the high school? What was the school? Uh, Look, gentlemen, we're not going to narrow it down too much here. (laughs) Give me a county. Give me a county. I will say Shockley may work with her on occasion for some tailgate uh, activities. All right, back. let's stop right there. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> You've said too much. Let's stop right there. All, all I wanted was the county. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people? What do you mean I'm, What do you mean, you
2: people? Our <laughs> listeners. He's like, I'm not going to say anything, but one of your cohorts
3: might be working with, I don't need to hear any I mean, of that. And then he takes it down to like microscopic I don't want to hear it. I was like, no, I want broad strokes. He took it down to microscopic specificity. <laughs> On that note, who's up next, Chris? Thanks for the call. Nick, hey, man, you're in the game, brother. What you got? Mike, hey, Mike, what you got, man? Oh, What's up? Hey, so, man. Mrs. Jackson was my eighth grade history teacher. Oh.
2: Smoking hot redhead. I did so much extra credit. I learned the preamble to the Constitution. I learned every president in order. I learned the
6: Gettysburg Address, and I am... Still married to a redhead to this day, thanks to that lady. <laughs> See, there you go. Right. There you go. Right. That's what we were looking for, Carl.
3: Right. Well, I agree. And you know, he found out what he liked, Mike. He also learned about good government. <laughs> hey, man, who's up next, Chris? Tonight's game winner brought to you by Duke's and Bell. Hey, man, ale on tap here tonight. By the way, at Twin Peaks in Kennesaw. our OG. Don't forget watermelon and lime at your neighborhood package store or Publix. Have not asked for it by name. Who's up next? Tommy. Tommy. Hey, man, what you got? Hey, Tom. Hey, man. Hey, Hey, man. man. Hey, so, same with the first caller. I don't know if I want to tell her full name, but our high school female basketball coach, Miss Eccles. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been stretched out so well before a P.E. class in my life.
6: Here we go. Hold on on on. a second. Hold on a second. You – we don't need those terms, all right? <laughs> Just say the name and why you liked her and keep it moving, all right? People, if you're on hold, I want you to hear all that. Right. Keep it moving. Here
3: we go. What? Again, that's from our brand manager, by the way. All right, assistant brand manager. It's uh, I Bell- told you this was going to go downhill. Again. For the second time. You love this stuff. You want me to do this. You know you love this. So let's stop with the babe in the woods. Who's up next? I told you this wasn't gonna go anywhere. Who's up next, Chris? Luke. Luke, the first teacher that made you feel funny. Let me say, oh, first of all, I'm gonna give names. Back in nineteen
2: ninety-three, Campbell High School, French teacher who just graduated, got her certification. Uh, over at GSU, go Panthers. Madam Greg, oh, my God. <laughs> See, there gentlemen. you go. There I, almost you go. Flunked, I almost flunked French because of her. Now, mind you, that's not that big of a deal, except that uh, French is, is my native tongue. I didn't learn English till I was 12, so <laughs> I was supposed to be A. And here I am pushing a D because I cannot spook it.
3: That was 30 years ago, Carl. The statute of limitations has run out. He said he almost flunked French, and he that's his natural <laughs> language. And he speaks French. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Unbelievable. For, you, right. for our younger listeners out there, it's okay to have had these feelings, Carl. It's okay. Who's up next? It's Chris. JT, JT, you're in the game, man. What you got?
6: My seventh grade science teacher, Miss Baldwin, she was hot and mean. Which made me realize I might have a domination cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nope.
1: That's a, that'll do it
2: Oh, you know what? Okay. Winter, so, uh, oh, you God. know
6: what? This segment was brought to you by hey L. <laughs> um L. Yeah. You, you can find it on tap here at uh, Twin Peaks, Kennesaw. There thank you, for, you know what? for showing up. It's only dirty if you make it. It's Mike. the, of the, mind. the of the mind. I think we're going to have to end this oh, experiment. He, he
3: said cake. Can we just say what? You had it. All right, timeout. Timeout. You had the hot for an art teacher. Yes, Miss Murphy. Guess what art teachers are? Creative, crazy.
6: <laughs> so I had two. Who were your two? I had eighth grade. Let's hear it, Miss Sandman. Her, uh, her husband. Sandman? Yeah, her husband played uh, in a garage band with uh, Axl Rose at one point in time. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I had Miss England, who was a math teacher, and. Uh, well, she. Talk about what did they look like? Well, Sandman was a was a brunette. Okay. Slam. <laughs> Miss England. The details. Miss England was a blonde. Uh, with a, a very good physique, and uh, we might have me and my buddies might ask questions. Curvy or athletic. During tests. On Fri. We always had our tests on Fridays. Good. That was casual Friday. <clears throat> Tight jeans. Good. Wow. How you? All right. When it Doesn't you? matter how tall I was, Archer. You know what, Squid? Good job right there. Good. So you know what, guys? I saved a segment. I just think there's there's tons of
3: young people in Atlanta in the metro area that are looking, Carl, for answers. And we're providing those answers. It's not wrong to have these feelings.
6: But funny, Mike, only a teacher I hear about is the guy that sent you across the street for cigarettes. That was Coach Natopsky. So who was your who was your I said it, Miss Johnson. And well, Miss Neefeld, two French teachers. Well, let's get some details. One
3: looked like Gina Lola Lollobrigida, wearing skin-tight dresses. The other looked like, um, remember WKRP in Cincinnati? How could I not? Everyone remembers the Lonnie Anderson character. Yes. Mrs. Johnson looked like Bailey. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bookish, nerdy <laughs> yeah. chick with the glasses.
2: Why isn't the professional <laughs> 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 All right, we got to take a break. We're coming back. We're gonna. I don't want to take a break.
3: Damn it. We're going to clear
2: our the segment is done. We're going to get ready for the Hawks and Knicks.
3: This is the greatest pregame the pregame show's ever had. No, it's not. What's wrong with you people?
6: It's not even close.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.